0: Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. Welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan here and this is the podcast if you want to turn those leads into customers using stories um, because that is the best way to go. And on today's episode, through the Slice of Julian's life, I want to take you through some lessons I learned this week um, on how to write some better launch emails. And I've titled this um, Common Mistakes or something about mistakes. I'll, I'll figure it out soon. But mistakes you can commonly make in a, in a launch sequence when it comes to emails and storytelling. Okay. So, this actually comes from a bit of experience because I have stuffed this up. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways... So I'm I'm working like I've mentioned before with one of my a mentor that I've been really really looking forward to work with um, with my copywriting. His name's Pete Godfrey, and um, when I sent him my first lot of launch emails that I was going to be sending to a client, um, I, I just knew I, this is something that I knew that he was just going to be like, no, wrong, tear it up, um, <coughs> and yeah, and that's exactly what happened, um, <clears throat> and uh In my process, so today I'm going to actually teach you um, two things that people get really, really wrong, and that I probably got wrong, I did get wrong in this launch sequence, and how you can probably fix it and how you can fix that. All right, so the first one is that um, before you actually go into a say like a launch, um, you can't just drop, okay, here's here's a price tag, urgency, scarcity, doors open, go. just like a movie, you know, you're going to build up some sort of pressure. And I really like Pete's strategy because even if you have a small list, it doesn't matter if it's big or small. Um, you can still, you don't need a whole bunch of JVs. You just need to get people excited for what's to come. And the whole point of the teaser emails is to to set the agenda, to get them curious, to get them hot and heavy and excited for what you've got. And then when so you do actually send the the launch sort of series of emails people are primed and ready to buy so it's not actually about selling on these emails um i made that mistake it's it's actually getting them really excited about it but also you know really depending on the market as well this is the part that he really drilled into me it is all about appealing to that person's ego um throughout throughout sort of uh the, la- the pre-launch and then the launch as well. So, I'm going to give you an example here, okay? So, he tore my first example up and um, the product we're selling, that I was selling here, is uh, a boot camp for a position called strategic planning. Um, <clears throat> basically, you, you, they're teaching you how to be the marketing mastermind um, and you, so you can work in agencies and uh, big brands as the person who puts all the strategy behind a campaign. But anyway... Here's how I started my uh, email and um, it got ripped up. Okay. If the thought of applying for your dream job while knowing thousands of others are too, gives you the shivers down your spine with a sense of hopelessness and you're looking for a fresh, start in, a fresh career start in all this chaos that gives you the creative freedom to be the frontline reporter who gathers insights and directs and writes a strategy with a creative team, talking to people and being first to know what trends are happening long before the masses find out the mastermind who reverse engineers a winning marketing campaign all the way down to an idea and presents them in a compelling pitch to big brands. Think Don Draper in Mad Men. <clears throat> I, remember <laughs> I remember when I was on the call with Pete, he instantly said, there is not one part of this email that just gets me excited. Not one. Um, And so and it was like, what is it about that position that people, you can really appeal to people's ego? Okay. And he's like, okay, first off, they're the backbone of every marketing campaign. I'm like, yep. And he's just like, and they get paid the most out of anyone there, right? I'm like, yep, mm, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so we're definitely going to be leading with those things. So in the first line, this is how the first line of the new pre teaser email went there's a little known highly valued position in the creative industry that doesn't get much attention but pays you handsomely even so the people who fill these positions are highly sought after highly admired and best of all highly paid they're paid in this in brackets they're paid at least double compared to what most entry-level creative jobs starting at $80,000 to as high as $170,000 so who are they and what is this mysterious job all right And then it goes into sort of like the problem of what's currently going on and how much, uh, how unfair the system is, a little bit. Um, But just setting the agenda, okay? Um, The other one, it didn't get people excited. And um, that's a little lesson I learned there. So the start of the emails, especially before you go to launch, set the agenda, get people curious, get people excited, appeal to their ego. Either it's respect, they're in control, they've got power, um, <clears throat> it's it's lucrative, except don't say the word lucrative, it triggers in uh, a lot of spam filters, but anyway, <laughs> getting sidetracked. The second example that I learned um, that will help people write better is that I was using a lot of passive voice um, and I'm trying to fix this, basically, the difference between passive voice and active voice is... Let's just say the dog is walking down the street, whereas the dog walks down the street. So, walks is active. Walk anything mainly the ings. He, Pete told me you want to cut them out because it, it doesn't sound punchy. It doesn't it, it it reads a lot slower. So, when I was writing back over some more emails, I wrote this line, um, and this this really triggered my. Uh this lesson really triggered inside of me thinking like, you gotta change this. Uh so it sounds a lot more snappy and punchy. And uh everyone's guilty of this. If you're just using the word it's just super simple. I know I know there's more lessons to this, but the lesson for you, if you're using ings at the end of, you know, verbs and stuff, then change it so it's uh an active voice. And here's an example, all right. So you can learn the secrets to become a highly paid and highly respected strategic planner for just $8,850, but only if you take action, roll before blank. Yep, we reward fast action takers. And what I actually wrote before this was, yep, we're rewarding fast action takers. But if you say, if you just step back and say, yep, we reward, so it's just like, that's what we do, not, not we're going to, okay, like that's what we do. Um, so, I hope that makes a clear example. Okay, so here is a, a second example of um, when a common mistake for, say, using the passive voice and then changing to an active voice. So, this a little snippet again that I've, from the email, they've been frustrated that only a, a lucky few with access to insiders get the privilege and prestige to be accepted by big brands and elite agencies to actually be a strategic planner. We've changed that, Okay. And when I was writing it the first time, I wrote it as "we're changing that," so changing to changed. Hope <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and those are my two lessons for today. Okay. So before you write your launch sequence, in your you gotta 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 make sure you set the agenda by getting them curious, hot and heavy for what's to come. Really appealing to the ego, especially if that's sort of like your market. If it's more sort of like a compassionate sort of problem that you're fixing, like maybe don't appeal to that as much. Um, and the second thing is the active voice. Always looking for those ing what verbs that end in ing and like, how can you make it present tense so it sounds a lot more punchy to the point and you're not alluding to the fact that it might happen, like this happens. And that's my tip for today. So, Two tips for today hope you enjoyed last week's episode top five podcasts on storytelling secrets we hit 50 last week and if you haven't already done so go check out the storytelling secrets members area where i'm going to teach you how to write how to sell and how to market with stories it's all in one place you just got to sign up um it's free and that's it but otherwise thank you for so, so much for listening to storytelling secrets i'm jules dan and i'm gonna see you for on thursday